Welcome to Driven, a series of conversations with those driven for success in life, in business, and everything in between. Okay, welcome back. Episode four today, a very exciting guest. I've had the pleasure of working with this man for the past four years. He's well on his way to becoming one of the best real estate agents in South Australia and also probably one of the best looking real estate agents in South Australia. He's uh, also, uh, I'm very proud to say, a a very close friend of mine. Welcome to the podcast, Michael Balawida. Mr. Noakes, it is a pleasure. Thank you for having me. No worries. Thank you for being here, mate. Um, So, you know, we've had a fun journey together uh, and uh, I think it's four years now we've been working together. Four years in November. Yeah, which has been... I can't even remember life uh, before you, actually. That's uh, how much of an influence you've had on me. Same goes. Same goes. Um, But let's get into it um, because I'd love to know a bit about the background of Michael, how you got to today. So um, I believe you're a Sacred Heart boy. I was. I was an Emmanuel College lad till year 10, 11 and Ah. 12 in Sacred Heart. Ah, very nice. Then into the workforce. Beautiful. So tell me, take me back though. Take me back to younger Michael. What were you like growing up? (laughs) Uh, very shy lad. Yeah, right. That's for sure. I remember um, first ever job, 16, I think, working in a pop-up burger joint down Henley. Yeah, right. Six weeks, I want to say I lasted. You lasted six weeks. Six weeks, that was good. Got fired for being too immature. I remember I was... (laughs) That does not surprise me. Yeah, it wasn't... uh, wasn't the best kickstart to, uh, to life in the workforce, but I was cutting tomatoes. Onions, carrots out the back, and sometimes it'd be just me in there working by myself. And when someone would come in and want to order a burger, I'd get so nervous. I'd just hide out the back and wait till they left. <laughs> Eventually, the manager caught on, started looking at the cameras, and then that's how I got All the right. So it wasn't the best start, but that was me. And then menswear, Peter Shearer. Ah, I could see that. That was good fun. Looking at you, you're quite the Adonis, so I can definitely see that. Uh, Peter Shear, that was really good. That was really good getting on the sales side of things. I was 16 when I kicked off there. Yeah, wow, young. Yeah. And then funnily enough, got into real estate because there was a guy I always served named Nick Wheatman. Oh, wow. That would come in. We used to work with back in the day. Um, he got me into real estate. There you go. Yeah. He said, mate, why don't you give it a try? So I did. Did a course. As I was doing the course, it was like a seminar yeah. day someplace in the city. Met his boss that was working and running a Ray White office at the time. Yeah. He gave me a little gig and kickstart real estate from there. Wow. And there you go. And the rest is history. So pretty much from there, 16, and then it's pretty much real estate. Uh, and no looking back from there. Pretty well. Any any other aspirations when you're growing up or? Ooh, I always wanted to be an accountant. <laughs> always, accountant. always wanted to be an accountant. I don't know why. Um, I've seen your numbers and probably real estate was the right. Directory, yeah. I think. Yeah, so, I'm glad I didn't go down that path. Yeah. I remember I was doing work experience with oh, probably 14, with Joel Pedersano, a family friend that now runs his uh, own real estate business in Dulwich. Yeah. And he said, what do you want to be when you're up? I said, an accountant. So why is that? And I said, oh, I don't know. I think they make lots of money. Yeah, right. And then he was like, hey, really? <laughs> and then he kind of introduced me to real estate. So it was kind of in the back of my mind from 14. And then... 17 is when I officially started. And then rock and roll from there. And what, what was it about real estate? The sales side or the potential for income or? Dad were, dad was actually an agent, I should say. 
Did you not know that? My dad was an agent. Did not know that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I reckon he stopped being an agent when I was born. I should know when that was, but I don't. Yeah, right. He was an agent for about four or five years. And he used to love open houses. And ever since I was about two, three years old, he dragged me along up uh, up Henley and, and Merino and all the nice houses on the Esplanade. So I used to see the open houses. Yeah. Had a completely wrong view of what real estate was. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that sparked my interest. And then now your two, your, your two best mates happen to get into real estate as well. We've spoken to to Zachy before as well. And um, so what were the first couple of years like? You know, you're still a young lad. You know, I imagine you're probably still out there partying and enjoying life. <laughs> I was uh, I was a pretty civil lad. I was a pretty civil lad. I don't think I was getting up to too much trouble. Still don't. But first few years kicked off at Ray White. Of course, I was in an admin role for about four years, then transitioned out to another company. Yeah, right. So basically four, three and a half, four years. And so what did you do in that role? Like just purely admin? There was, yeah, basically purely admin. Helping out with callbacks, sold calls. Yeah. The runaround part of real estate. Yeah. And then for the last part of that year, working in the eastern suburbs, more so doing the open inspections, auctions side of things, but never growing my own business. Yes. And never having any pressure to list and sell or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I met yourself. Yeah, right. How did we meet, Simon? Uh, How did we meet? Yeah, well, there was a, a, a strange kid that kept coming into the office we were in at the time. Um, he didn't work for that office and he just kept coming in in the morning. And actually, no, I saw you at the gym. You were uh, always at the gym in the morning um, and you're a very motivated young lad. And uh, I think I just, I remember I was looking for somebody um, and I could tell how motivated you were. Um, and uh, yeah, I think we just caught up after the gym one day and then the rest is history. The rest is history. Yeah. Never forget you and the uh, the old beanie noxy. The old... Uh, <laughs> in the gym, I'd recognize you. And then Zaki basically got me the job. Zaki is uh, is a huge credit because I remember we used to go to gym. I swear I used to work harder. Uh, we used to go to gym at about 4, 4.15 yeah. in the morning. Then we'd finish at about 5.30. Get showered at the gym 6, 6.15. Zach and I would do auction practice. Yes, I remember this. Yep. And then when it was in the winter and it was rough, we'd go into the Harris office because no one was there. Normally I'd nick off at about 7, 7.15. Yeah. Then go to the other business I was working for at the time. Yeah. And then you were always first in the office. So there was a little bit of crossover there. I'd yeah. sit around. Yeah. So I guess, you know, you were, other, you were working in another business and it was, a, it was quite a good business as well. And um, what sparked the transition and the move? Because it's, you know, something that a lot of young people go through a lot um, uh, and it's definitely scary and uh, transitioning from another company. Uh, what was the big motivation for you to make the move? Yeah, shit, it was scary. It was um, <laughs> big motivator, I think. I always believed in you from a mentor and trainee perspective. And I like the way that you spoke to me in terms of building my own business within a business. Mm. That vision wasn't previously with the employer that I was at the time. Yeah, Great mates with the employer. Great mates. We're doing good business. We're having good fun. But I didn't just want to plot along in real estate and stay in that same buyer associate role forever. I think you paved a really good path and vision for what the next few years would look like. Yeah, I bought into that. Mm. Pretty well come true. But it wouldn't have been easy. Like there's, I mean, did you have some fears at that time? 
Yeah, there was. There was a lot of previous friendships I had at that business. I was on really good terms with everyone. Yeah. Um, I didn't know what Harris was the business at the time. Yeah. That you were working for and to transition across there. I didn't know a lot of what they were about. I was working in the eastern suburbs. You were more so down the coast. Yeah. I didn't know a heap about the coast mm. at the time. Um, but I think real estate's, it, it was always a long-term view. I, I didn't care how any salary or any short-term pain was going to look like. Mm. I just wanted to be able to work for a top performer, yourself, that would also give me exposure to improving myself, improving the industry long-term. Yeah. And then ultimately setting me out onto my own. Yeah. Like you have. Yeah, which you are doing very soon, which I'm incredibly proud of. So going back there, I mean, I remember, we'd do, I, I remember when you started and we were down, I reckon it was Richardson Avenue, Glenelg North, and we are having a chat. Um, and you probably don't remember this. Wow, yeah. And, you know, you're a, v- you're a very driven guy. Um, sometimes I'm not sure you love real estate like I love real estate, <laughs> but you're certainly a driven uh, young man. And I asked you what drives you um, and, and why you wanted to succeed. Do you remember what you said? No idea. So Nervous. No, no, no. I just, um, well, tell me, tell me do you, do you, what is your, do you have in your mind a, a kind of a, a key driver? I think I've definitely learned to love real estate. You're mm. absolutely true. The early days, and even me from 12, 18 months ago, didn't love real estate like I do now. Yeah. And I saw it as a job. Mm. Not to sound cheesy, but I never understood when people said, you know, I don't really feel like I go into work. Yeah. Like the, the, what we've built office-wise, the people we work with, mm. Work-life balance is different to different people. And that took me a really long time to learn. That's very true. When people say like, oh, work-life balance is working X amount of hours. Mm. It could be for someone else, but it's mm. not really for me. Like work is just life. Like getting to go into the office, like it, I take it for granted sometimes, but like if Noakes Nicholas, put it this way, if Noakes Nicholas ceased to exist tomorrow, mm. I'd probably just get out of real estate. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, probably just, like, I'd probably just nick off somewhere overseas. Like, I love where I work so much. Mm. I love the people that we get to work with. Yeah. Most of all, I love the area that I get to work with. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's my big driver. Yeah. And I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I often think that, um, yeah, I do love real estate, the craft of it, um, the growth side. But when I really think about it, what has made the last five years of, my real estate journey so amazing. It's because of you, Hannah, it's Callan, you know, it's Jake and Sophie. You know, it's it's the, the my team that we've had. It's just been so much fun. Um, and then, yeah, obviously there's business there as well. And we all want to grow and succeed and so forth. But yeah, if you take the people out of it, it's just not the same. So 100%. I, I totally understand that. So um, yeah, no, it was interesting. Like you spoke about wanting this different life for yourself. You could envision yourself going down one path and how your life looked um, and you really wanted to, for your, for yourself and your family one day, to make sure that it was, uh, it was completely looked after and you had that feeling that you were always going to be okay. Um, and I thought that was, you know, for a young man, I think you were probably only 20, 21 at the time, to understand the value of hard work and what that meant for your life in five and 10 years, I thought was just phenomenal. So, Yeah, for sure. And look, on that, the answer is probably the same. I don't necessarily, 
want to drive a Lamborghini or anything crazy like that. Material things aren't huge for me, but I love freedom. I love freedom. Like if I get hit by a bus tomorrow, I want to know that things are going to be okay. Yeah. Flies is going to be taken care of. Mm. I want to know that my parents would never be under pressure. Yeah. I don't want to look at the price of berries or something like that. Like, (laughs) you know, and I still do sometimes. It kind of pisses me off, but I just want the freedom and travel. Like I get overseas, I nick off Mm. twice a year. I love that. I don't want to lose that. And I want to go to, at the moment it's Bali, generally, Mm. but I want to see Europe, I want to see America, I want to see a bit more of the world. It's awesome. See real estate helping make that happen. Definitely. It's an incredible driver for that. So um, so during the first few years, though, it isn't always roses, um, especially working in my team. Especially working in your team. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Um, you, know, you know, what were some of the challenges? Um, especially probably coming from a very different team into a super, oh, super high-paced team. Yeah. Um, Organisation, maturity, mm-hmm. dealing with feedback, they were probably the big three. I think I had come from an environment that was so casual, so mateship based. Yeah. That when a mistake was made, it was like, shit. Yeah. But we didn't really learn from it. Mm. I think to be able to scale a business and do the volume that you are at the moment and ultimately have achieved over the last couple of years, you've got to have a really good team, Mm. really good systems in place. That was nothing that I was exposed to previously. Yeah. It took me a long time to cotton on, which you were very patient with. (laughs) Sometimes. (laughs) <laughs> I appreciate that. And I'm still learning that craft. Mm. Still got heaps of room for improvement, but I'm so much better than I was. Mm. So much better than I was. So the organization running of a business part of it, the back end of it as well, yeah, it is definitely something I had to learn. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I will say, um, you know, I've worked with lots of different people and seen a lot of people in different environments. You're definitely, I would say, uh, if not the most, in terms of the way you work, you will always help others uh, in the team and doesn't matter what it is. And even to this day, if I said you had to put a sold sticker up in, you know, Parry Hills, you'd be the first person to, to run and down and do it. Um, if I said, you know, I need help on a Sunday, you'd be the first person to do it. Um, and I think what that did was it created this real bond that I just felt I could always rely on you um, and which I didn't want to obviously abuse that. But uh, I think that's probably one of the most impressive parts of your legacy and as you build a team and and your leadership, um, the fact that you're always willing to do the grit and the hard work, I think is incredibly impressive um, because it's no you know secret. Some young people can get into this business and you know, they want the the fast cars and the, you know, the nice properties, you know, straight away. You've really done it from the ground up, um, which I think uh, has set you up so incredibly well. Um, in the first few years, what some of the good times? Tell me some of the, you know, some of the highlights, I think, of oh. you growing, you know, your business. And- what about some of the lowlights? <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, we, uh, Harris or previous businesses or with yourself? Or? Yeah, no, no. The, as you're growing in, you know. Oh, old me. I remember the first business I was working. This is just before I moved on from there. I remember there was an open inspection. Yeah. Forgot the keys for like the third time that week. Oh my if God. you knew old me, this, oh, I'm so organized compared to what I used to be. You're getting the cream of the crop. <laughs> at the moment, which is pretty sad. But 
Uh, I remember I, I forgot the keys for like the third time. And it, it was Cedar Avenue, West Croydon. I remember it so well. Oh. Down the left side of the house was the only way to get into the back door. And I had to crawl through like these vines and cactuses and shit. By the time I got to the back of the house, my shirt was ripped. I opened the front door. There was like 30 people out the front. The agent I was working for at the time would normally arrive 10 minutes into the open. Sure enough, he did. And I had all these rips and cuts. I was like bleeding from my arm. It was like, mate, what's going on? That was a low light. And then a settlement I forgot the keys for. So I snuck in the back door. Did my similar trip, <laughs> trick of like a jumping the fence, which I've gotten so good at jumping fences. Um, snuck in through the back door and then the alarm started going off. Oh Just sat down on the floor and cried. <laughs> <laughs> Heard a knock at the door, opened the door and this lady's like, you okay? I'm like, I'm not okay. <laughs> so they were, all, they were all learning experiences real estate wise. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the big highs have been some of the opportunities you provided for me. Getting a hold of listing a property start to finish, selling a property, getting great results for great people mm. and then getting business off the back of that. There's nothing more rewarding yeah. than that 100%. And it's something that takes a couple of years to learn and appreciate and actually start happening. Mm. But when it does, it's so much more fun. Yeah, yeah, which is it's certainly happening for you at the moment, which we'll talk about in a moment. Um, in terms of the business, you know, because three, four years in, you know, still chipping away, trying to create that momentum and get off the the runway, which is difficult for a young agent. Um, did you ever think, you know, this is just too hard. I, I'm I'm done. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh <laughs> mate. Like, what, what is it? It's October. <laughs> so, so pretty recent. No, I, I think the... Yeah, a few times, a few times over the years. And I'll tell you what, if I hadn't gotten onto your team, if I didn't find you, mm. I'm pretty confident I would have left real estate at some point. Yeah, wow. Until now. I, I'm pretty, I'm like 90% sure. Just at some stage, I was like, nah, it's too hard. Yeah. I used to think that real estate was, you had to be anxious. Yeah. You had to be hardworking. You had to be like really on edge. Mm. And then I met people like yourself, People like Ange mm. that are just so present, yeah, so in the moment, and all this stuff can be going on, and you can sit down and have a chat with them. It's like you're the only person in the world, yeah, but they can still run a really successful business. Yeah, that's awesome. I think that's really what changed real estate for me. Mm. And I've seen a massive shift in the last few years. It's it's a lot more fun. It's a lot more fun. I feel like energy wise, emotion wise, I'm a lot more steady. There's so many highs and lows in real estate. Like yeah. Real estate's the most unfair industry in the whole world in the short term. Mm-hmm. You look at the end of the week. Three more, yeah. End of the week, you can do all the right stuff. Everything can go wrong. I had a call off like on the drive here and I was like, Fuck, I shouldn't have taken this cold. <laughs> like, Don't you love that? Stitch up. Like, not now. Uh, like, um, most fair industry in the short term. Mm. Always fair at the long term. Yeah. And how, how have you, what, what things have you put in place to be able to deal with that? Um, uh, focusing more on output than result. Yeah. If I'm doing the right stuff, if I'm keeping to daily structure, yeah, yeah, it'll work out at the end of the quarter. Yeah, I can have an unfair week, I can have a rough month. Mm. But at the end of the quarter, whatever you got, you deserve. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. There's no mistakes in real estate. There's no accidents. You get luckier the more work you put in. Yeah, like absolutely. People, yeah, one hundred percent. 
yeah, yeah. It all, all of the the, the hard work you put in, um, it's all going towards something. You just cannot see it at that moment, which is what is difficult because often you're just that small. You're, you're so close to breaking through, but a lot of people give up. But if you can just keep pushing through, it's just a different world on the other side. And yeah. you know, we'll talk about that in a minute with yourself. But it's just when it's good, it's you know, it's just fantastic this business. So, um, so we transitioned to Noakes Nicholas. So that would have been a bit of uh, a shock to you, and I guess a bit. Oh yeah, a bit crazy. I was like one of the last people to find out. <laughs> Loved you to give me a heads up. Hannah's Hannah's switched on. So she knew it was coming and she She's mentioned that. She's pretty perceptive. So I think she knew before even I knew. So I'm a bit too autistic. For oh, I'm think. like in my own little world. Like I don't know what's going on. Yeah. So you put, when you gave me the phone call, I was stunned. Yeah. Um, and I say this openly, I would have gladly stayed at Harris. We were doing good stuff there. Business-wise, it was established. It's Everything seemed fine. But I was always infinitely more attached to you, your mm. vision, where we were taking the team. Yeah. Than the company. You could have called it anything. You could have started a Ray White franchise. I wouldn't have yeah. really cared. I would have come across. So. Yeah. yeah, I love that you said that. And, um, you know, our friendship, you know, over that, you know, two or three years was so important yeah. that you came because, again, it was one of those things where, you know, you could have gone any direction and I wouldn't have held it against you. But part of the journey was about the people and you were just such an integral part of it. Um, but yeah, like it was, it was a wild time. Um, you know, I guess a lot of things change. Um, but, uh, you were one of those people that you just, you just put your head down, you know, you were so positive, which I absolutely loved. There was no complaining. There was no, um, oh, we don't have this. We don't have that. Um, there's dust everywhere. There's a bit of that. Yeah, it was a I little. Still complain about key tags. <laughs> I still complain about key tags. Bring up the key tags. Yeah, I'll be bringing that up in December as well. <laughs> um, but you know, within a few months, you know, it was back to business, and you uh, you were doing really, really well. Um, did you kind of was it something that you, by design or you just? Nah, I I just think the people that we had around us at the time were awesome. Like if you said, hey, mate, we're selling hot dogs in Byron Bay, yeah. I reckon I would have come. <laughs> like, I, bottom of my heart, I reckon I would have come. As long as it's not like a tradie thing. I don't want to be a painter. You know, nothing's wrong with paint. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not, not a, the handy type. And neither are you. Like, no, hand up. I know, you're about not. to say it. So. That's why we get along so well. Yes, we do. We yeah. do. Um, but it's probably anything, any vision you could have come up with, and I probably would have gone, yeah, all right. Like, <laughs> um, and the people that we had working in the business over the last nearly two years, are we two years, two years, close to two almost years. two years now. Yeah, it's flown by. That's weird. Mm. That's a lot. I think. Um, yeah, that's flown. Um, I think the people that we've had around us over the last two years it's been awesome, and it's definitely a hard working culture. Mm. Um, it's a high performance culture, obviously mm. led by yourself and the other agents in the office, which I appreciate. Mm. That if you're not working hard. You stand out. Yeah. Um, and I think the people that we're bringing on board at the moment, it's really important to keep that in mind when recruiting and hiring. Absolutely. To be able to keep that going is it so important. I think it's what makes Noakes Nicholas what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. But there's also the, the, the fun part and, the, you know, the culture part as well. Like yeah. everyone has a good time, none more than yourself. Um, but, you know, that's part of what's, I think, so great about what we've built together. So um, I guess... You know, your personal business, um, I 
I don't, I think you've always just slowly grown, but you hadn't broken through at any point, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And there were times that looked like you were going to, and then it shifted and maybe went the other way. Um, and I remember, I think it might've been nine to 12 months into Noakes Nicholas. And we caught up and we had a, had a chat. And it was, I feel it was a very pivotal time for you because you could have gone in any direction from that point. Um, you could have gone, no, nah, this is too hard um, and you weren't prepared to change. Or you could go in the other direction and completely change the outcome of your business and where it was going to go. Um, from that point... Uh, I've never seen a bigger shift in someone's business in real estate in 12 years, I have to say. Like just incredible. Um, I guess from that conversation, because we both know that conversation, what changed? It was probably probably this time last year. Yeah. I reckon. It was about this time last year. I think the issue, and I probably didn't realize up until we had that that chat, is I'd become so comfortable in the team. Mm that you can have a nice job as a buyer manager, which is what I was. It's true. Sales associate. It is very easy to make a really comfortable income, mm. not need to be a lead agent and have the anxiety that comes along with that. Mm. I, was, I was tired of just being... Like I was never going to grow a business from that. I was never going to be a standalone agent running the way I was mm. up until 12 months ago. Yeah. I was never going to go out on my own. Real estate's too painful to stay yeah. in forever. Being... For some people that want to be the world's best buyer manager, awesome. Mm. And, and I, I definitely considered just being that. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm. But it's not something that I wanted to be. Yeah. Um, I, I wanted to go out, build my own business, which is something that you've always wanted me mm. to do uh, and definitely driven me to do. And there are times, especially when we had that chat 12 months ago, that you believed in me more than I believed in me. Mm. Um, pretty much constantly over the last four years, really. Um, I think I just wanted to be able to go out on my own, start my own team, and I wasn't going to do that, doing the output that I was 12 months ago. And also the mindset that I had 12 months ago as well. Yeah. It was very comfortable. Definitely. Yeah. I just, there was definitely a maturity shift in how you looked at real estate. Um, and you were always a good real estate agent. Don't get me wrong. A fantastic buyer manager, a great team player. But there was just, there was that, 10 to 20% missing of just that, the hunger, mm. that absolute uh, desire to want to win. And I felt like uh, if you could get that and want that, you were going to be incredible. But it's hard to teach that, you know, because ultimately I can't go out there and make you want something. You've got to want it. Yeah. But I definitely saw your behavior change a lot from that point. Not just the way you approach real estate, but um, I think it's fair to say you kind of got into a habit where you may be in the office slightly later than you used to be mm-hmm. at some point and maybe not working as late as you used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, maybe not putting in the that extra 5 or 10%. Yeah. Um, yeah, the effort was the big one. Mm. The hours dropped off a little bit, but my hours probably haven't drastically gone up since then. Yeah. But what I'd do in those hours is a lot different. Yeah. Like there was times where I'd work for yourself and we'd cl- I'd clock off at like eight, nine o'clock. 
thinking I was the hardest person in the whole office. Yeah, yeah. And I was pissing around from like three o'clock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my yeah. output for the next five hours was like, eh, mm. 50%, but I'd stay an extra five hours. So I thought I was doing the right thing. Yeah. I could have left at 5.36 if I just continued to work at how I was working mm. May 30 till 3. Um, so true. You were on the road a lot as any successful lead agent is mm. from sort of one, two, three o'clock. And when you left, I'd start to work at a reasonable rate, mm. but not put in as, as much as I could. Um, so I think that was the main shift. Yeah. How I use my time and caring about the results so much more. Yeah. I remember I used to, uh, like, you'd chat to people and you'd go to appraisals and listing presentations and, you know, mm. we'd do this dance and then we leave and, you know, we hope. But I just started to care so much more about the end result yeah. and care about being the right person for them. And most of all, actually being the right person for them because it's hard to be the right person for them if you don't actually believe it yourself. Absolutely. Um, well said. And there's probably two sides of that. One's just being a better agent. Mm. Two is talking to the right people. Yeah. I can't be everything to everyone in Adelaide. Like, you're selling in lights for you. Hope no one's listening in lights for you. I'm probably <laughs> not your best pick. You know, I'm probably not your best pick. Mm. Actually, you know what? Edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I 100% agree. I know what you're trying to say and, and, it's, and it's very, very true. I think you very much uh, shifted your business yep. um, completely. And we'll talk, we'll talk about it in, in terms of the, the, the area of focus that you went into. Um, but one of the things that I think um, I have a huge amount of respect for you now is I can tell often, I can walk into an office and tell how successful people are often by how they value time. For example, the old Michael, more than happy for Simon to come up and have a chat at any moment and laugh and, and at any time. The new Michael, you are in the zone and you've got a... You know, you've got a sign that says, fuck off, I'm working. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which I absolutely love. I was the same, respectfully, of course, but you're there to get a job done. Yeah. And Respectfully is a bit 50. <laughs> I, I was, how'd you feel when you said that? Yeah, well, like, eh. coming off you yelling at me last night. But, um, I'm so sorry. But no, I think, I think that I love that about you now, though in all seriousness, you are very much in the office, focused, you want to progress your business. You're not just there to be there. You're there to actually move the needle forward, which I think is just absolutely awesome. Um, now, we're talking about areas. I guess this is a big one for a, a, an agent that gets into this business and, you know, you always start marketing specific areas. Some people do, some people don't. Um, and then it's always that challenge of when is the time to just give up on that area and when is the time to double down. Um, you had been marketing a certain area for a long time right. and uh, maybe three years with very little results, is fair to say. Yep. Um, however, there is always going to be a delay and, and, and things will change over time mm. um, if you keep putting the effort and energy in. Um, but also you sometimes need to know when to pull up stumps. Yep. You pulled up stumps and shifted your business, three years, which is, a, is, is probably hard for people who aren't in real estate to completely understand, but it's, it's, it's basically like taking a family member away from you, like just, <laughs> to, just to completely stop 
marketing an area you've put so much of your heart and soul into. It's like a baby. It's like, it's like a baby. very difficult. So you made that decision yeah. and I feel like everything's changed from there. Talk me through that. Uh, so yeah, previously working in an area that for whatever reason, I didn't take to the area. Wasn't passionate about the area. Mm. People clearly didn't take to me. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, and now making the switch area-wise, which is Ascot Park, yep. flowing into Mitchell Park. And it's it's just been a completely different shift mm. over the last six months, nine months. Six, yeah, nine six, months. six, nine months, yeah. Six, nine months for myself. It's definitely an area I understand, live closer to, know like the back of my hand. And it comes back to not being everything to everyone. Mm. I think if I can be the agent of choice for that suburb, surrounding suburbs, business is just a lot easier mm. and it's a much better way to... And it's a lot more... It reduces the anxiety yeah. of real estate. Like You know, you know how it is. If, if Morfittville, Brighton, Summoner Park cut off tomorrow... Yeah, it'd be scary. Like, it'd be super scary. If someone just said, hey, you can't sell in those areas. Yeah. Me. Like that, that might like, that'd kill me. Mm. Um, so it reduces the anxiety and it actually means that people want you, which for the yeah. first, serious, first six years of real estate, I don't actually feel like anyone wanted to sell with me. Mm. I felt like they felt obligated. Yeah. Like Mike has been talking to me for the last two years. I'll give him a crack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. don't know if I was the best person for me. I don't think they thought I was the best person for me. Yeah. Whereas now when people come to you, it's just you're a specialist. different world. Yeah. Yeah. And you are the best person. You know, nine months and you're the top agent by a long shot. Um, and it just keeps on rolling, which is just awesome. So, um, so moving on from there, and you're talking about anxiety. Um, we talk about energy a lot at Noakes Nicholas. We do. Um, what do you do to get in peak state of energy? Like you're a, you know, you're quite a, you know, a fit young man. So, likewise, Simon. Likewise. Um, what do you do to make sure your energy's um, peak performance? Because again, four years working with you, I can't think of many days where you're you're down. You're always high energy um, and very motivated. A lot of that comes from environment mm. as well, which definitely helps. Um, but daily schedule wise, I'm a really simple man. Mm. Normally in the gym, five six days a week. Yeah, five. Um, I find. Just clearing the shit, to put it simply, first mm. thing in the morning. I'm a better partner to lies. Yeah. I'm a better worker. I'm a better team member. Yeah. And I'm just a better agent for the people I'm talking to. Yeah. Um, so getting that out the way early in the morning. I used to work out when I was working at Owens Cassidy back in the days. Mm. I just told myself, I'm just not a morning person. Mm. I'm just one of these guys. I just go to the gym in the evening. Yeah. I'm just not a morning person. And I 100% believed it. And I was going to the gym at like, 7.30, 8 o'clock at night, mm. getting home highly strung, waking up like this, peeling my eyes open at 8 <laughs> o'clock in the morning. And it was just a shit routine. Mm. Whereas now, normally up about 5, yeah. in the gym 5.30, nick off at 6.30, home, showered, out the door about 7.20, rocking up about 7.30. Yeah, nice. So that's, that's me. Uh, I think routine is a huge part of it. Yeah. I've got an unbelievably understanding partner in lies that is yeah. like I think your home life and work life they can blend mm. a fair bit as much as we say separate them and you know don't take shit from work into home it's hard if you don't have if you don't see it as shit mm. and, and crap that you're dealing with then you can't bring it into home 
Mm. You know, Eliza is unbelievably understanding like that. And she's a very hard worker herself, works every Saturday, Sunday. I work every Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. So I don't have the guilt of not seeing her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. But the biggest challenge energy-wise is when I am seeing Oz and I come home at 7.30 and it's been an all right day, but I'm just fried. Mm. How do I not just sit down on the couch and switch off mm. and forget that I've, I've actually got a partner and someone that I'm going to spend the rest of my life with and not switch off and to be the best person I can be? I don't have kids though, so it's a lot easier. Yeah. Like you. Wow. You probably say, you say oh, mate, try, try having a kid as well. So yeah. I don't know how you do that. And I'm a long way off that stage. But for now, that's a big thing about energy management. Mm. Happy home life, happy work life makes it a lot easier. Mm. Going to gym to be the crap. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. And then, and then, so what does balance look like for you? Like, obviously, like you said, uh, Liza is such a, a supportive partner. And, um, but what do you do to make sure you do have that balance or you have that in place? I always try to switch off about 7 30. Yeah. At night, generally get home between 7, 7.30. Mm. Switch off from 7.30. From 7.30 till 9, eating dinner, mm. chatting to lies about the day. That's really me. I'm a pretty simple guy at night. Mm. Nine, always trying to be in bed. So at least I'm asleep by 9.30. Then I can do the day again. Mm. Um, evenings wise, love a good dog walk. Love a good beach walk, especially now that it's summer. They like savings. Yeah. Do that. Um, because they're, they're some of the best times. I, I look back at, at what makes me happy, mm. which is what I've tried to do over the last three, six months. Yeah. Selling more properties doesn't make you happier. Like, no mm. way. I, I thought that it would, <laughs> but it definitely doesn't. <laughs> I, I'm, it, it's, it's everything outside of work that actually does make you happy. Yeah, absolutely. So I've spent more time working out what makes me happy, which is getting to walk the dogs and going home with lies. Yeah. You know, on a night or going out to dinner together, being present together. Mm. Um, so that's a big part of it. And then nicking off overseas twice a year, that's a big help. You know, getting out of Australia. Yeah. Big. Yeah, absolutely. I think you're doing an incredible job. Like, you know, the business that you're doing at the moment um, and at the level and intensity, and I know you're still working seven days a week, which is pretty full on. Um, yeah, you've done an incredible job to balance that as you're going along, um, you know, I found I was much more of a roller coaster than you have been. So it's awesome to see that kind of shift and, and how you've been growing. So you're about to leave me and detach from, you know, the, the Simon Noakes train um, and start your own uh, team and world, which is just incredibly exciting. And I'm very, very proud, you know, I've had Callan leave and and build a successful team and and I've always been very uh, eager for you to do the same. So, you know, end of the year, um, you're just hiring someone at the moment, which is yeah. super exciting. So you're going out detaching. You'll be a two-person team straight off the bat. Yep. You know, scary. What does it all look like? Oh, it's, it's a different, it's a different beast from mm. a leadership, mentorship. Yeah. Perspective. I've been exposed to a little bit of it with agents that have come on board in the office. Yeah. Like Jakey, I've spent heaps of time with Jakey mm. over the last six, seven months. Um, and I didn't tell you, but I probably had the best, undoubtedly had the best chat I've ever had with Jake. Probably up there with one of the best chats I've ever had with anyone ever this morning. Yeah, where are For like 45 minutes. And he gave me a lot of feedback and I gave him some feedback. He gave me feedback from the perspective of the mentorship that I've provided for him. 
Yeah, nice. Some improvements that I can make along that. Yeah, wow. And then I also helped him from a perspective of how he can be the best person he can possibly be for the business and also for himself. Interesting. Um, and that was awesome. So, t- so tell me a bit about the feedback he gave you and, and what you... Um, there are, like lately, over the last week, I've listened to more podcasts, YouTube videos, read articles about how to hire and train someone. Mm. Then obviously I have my whole life. Yeah, of course. Yeah. When other staff members have come on board, I haven't, I haven't really needed to, but I haven't gone to that effort of what it actually mm. looks like to work with someone else. Yeah, wow. And you've said to me in passing before that, mate, wait till you put someone on and you, have, you need to lead someone yourself. Mm. And I was just kind of like, yeah, yeah, all right, you know, whatever. But it's just a completely different base. So that's what the next few months looks like getting someone that is really well aligned with the team values, energy-wise, just someone that I like spending time with. Yeah. And is passionate about the area that I work in as well. Yeah. So that'll be big for me. Yeah, awesome. Um, and then spending a shitload of time on them, being super prepared. And the number one takeaway that I think I got chatting to Jake and the mm. advice he gave to me, he said, just provide absolute clarity and confidence for them. Let them know this is what's going to happen. This is how we're going to do it. Yeah, that's great. Because that's something I've lacked in the past because I haven't really needed to. Yeah. You know, put someone on and drive someone. Now I don't just need to drive myself. I've got to drive someone else and the team and a vision as well. Absolutely. And I think that's incredibly great advice and well said because I feel like one of the most difficult parts of being a leader is you need to get whoever is working with you on your train and absolutely not question, have any doubts the direction of that train is, is heading in the right direction. Because if they do, things will fall apart pretty quickly. So, and I think probably Michael from 12 months ago would have really struggled to be a leader mm-hmm. and, and drive a team. But I think with the way that you've structured yourself and your team now, I think you're going to absolutely kill it. So, um, what does the future look like for, for Michael Balawida? Uh, well... It'll be good fun. We'll, we'll see how the next year takes us, obviously, transitioning out. Let's call it January 1. Yeah. You know, early next year. I think the vision for the team is to be able to maximize this person's growth. It's going to be a hybrid role. Mm. Just a little plug for anyone that's <laughs> and, uh, is looking to be able to get shameless into real estate. Plugs. Yep, yep. Shameless plug. Um, it's going to be a hybrid role, which will be 40% administration, 60% mm. sales is the way I'm going to view it. Mm. then that'll be able to drive the team to a certain degree. Mm. Call it 12 months' time. Mm. I'd love to be putting on a third person that would solely be admin-based, which would allow the person in a hybrid role to be able to be solely sales-based. From a business perspective, what it looks like is doing more of the same that I've been doing for the last six, nine months. Mm. Service area, Ascot Park, Mitchell Park, surrounds, past clients, referrals. That's it. Awesome. Keeping it simple. Awesome. Well, I think that, yeah, give it a couple of years and, you know, I'm a bit biased, but I genuinely think you're going to be, if not the best real estate agent in, in SA. You're a biased man, Simon. Yeah, like, until you get out of the industry, I think I'll struggle to be the best, but we'll see where you're going. No, no, I think you're bum for you, mate. <laughs> to the curb pretty quickly. I asked this question to everybody just to wrap things up. Ooh. You go back to little Michael, you know, in the schoolyard. <laughs> And, uh, you know, heading on his journey into the big wide world. Um, and you go back and give him some advice. Mm-hmm. What do you say? 
I would have done what I've done, but done it faster and gone harder and been all in from the start. Mm. Some people say, oh, I wish I'd traveled. Nah, I'll get there. There'll be time. Mm. There'll be time for that. And I can now see that and how the vision's going to come about. Mm. Um, especially doing that with lies over the next few years, that's going to be exciting. I just wish I went harder earlier. You know, yeah. it took me till I was 24 to get my shit together yeah. properly. I think I could have condensed that and really be where I am now mm. at 22. Yeah. If my life depended on it and I had somehow snapped back into my body when I was 17, yeah, right. I could definitely be in this position three years earlier. Probably even more than that, three, four years. But yeah. yeah. Wow. Well said. Well, Michael, uh, I think you have got some very, very exciting times ahead. Um, I think your growth trajectory is just going to be absolutely massive over the next few years. And, uh, you know, for my side of things, I've worked with you for four years and, and ultimately a huge part of why I've enjoyed real estate so much is because of you. So um, I'm very, very proud and very excited to see where things go. And, uh, you know, uh, for today, Michael, thank you for joining the podcast. It's been a pleasure. Pleasure. Thank you, Simon, as always. Cheers. Cheers.